Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. This is the second hour of our car repair show. It's uh, The repair show has lots of different names. It can be Under the Hood with Mark Salem or Self-Defense for Car Expense. That's actually the name of a video I did for the Better Business Bureau oh, a long time ago. And actually, we trademarked that for self-defense for car expense. And it kind of says everything about our radio show that we've been doing since the late 80s. So we're here to help you with your car problems. We're here to give you good advice. And and, and I know there's a couple of you that have already texted me and said, you're going to be in trouble with the Honda dealers with the segment you did last hour. And here's my answer to that. If you want to know... If your Honda dealer was who I was talking about, then email me at mark at marksalem.com. Ask me who, tell me who yours is, and I'm going to tell you yes or no. And, and if the other Honda dealers call me and say you painted all of us with the same brush, I'm going to say to them, you tell them that Mark Salem said you were not the Honda dealer I was talking about. I'm not afraid of that kind of controversy. I'm not afraid of, of raising my hand. Um, it is what it is. If you don't want uh, anybody to shine a light on you, then behave yourself. <laughs> it's kind of the way it is. Let's talk about a good auto repair shop, and that's Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom, who owns Action Auto, is a full-service family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. No matter what your repair needs are, Tom and his staff are well-known for quality workmanship, good customer service, excellent customer service, and a fast turnaround time. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians, and that means they're going to diagnose your car, repair your car, test drive your car, and do all the processes and all the protocols necessary to ensure that they fixed the problem you brought it in for. So they're not going to say, we can't fix the problem you brought it in for, but by the way, here's another $2,000 worth of maintenance that needs to be done. That doesn't happen at Action Auto. They're at I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. Matt, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning. I have a uh, 2007 7 Series BMW, and it is using a quart of oil every 800 miles. Does that mean that I am going to need a ring job, and you know what the price usually is? Well, we, we, you just jumped about 10 or 20 steps. The first thing we have to do is, is we have to identify, is it leaking or is it going out the tailpipe? Can you tell me that? It's not leaking at all. Okay, so it's going out the tailpipe. That 7 Series, is that a V6 or a V8? V8. Okay, so we pull the spark plugs now, and we're going to identify which cylinders burn in the oil. Now, it, we should find one of the spark plugs that's all carboned up and then that will tell us the cylinder. Now we're going to determine whether it's rings or valve guide seals. The rings is a big job. You're talking that 7 series, you're talking 8 to 10,000 dollars for a motor. How many miles are on it? 160. Okay. Oh. But if it's a valve guide seal, then we're talking 1,000, 1,500 I'm going to guess because we can do that without taking the motor out and we can do it without taking the motor apart. I mean, without 
we can just take the top of the valve cover and work on the top of the head. So we need to determine where the oil's going and we need to identify whether it's rings or or but it also could be something silly like the bottom part of the intake gasket has blown out and we're sucking oil out of the valley into that cylinder. So the repair would then be let's replace the intake gasket. And that would be a blessing <laughs> a big blessing in disguise. Is so um you you you're probably for an intake gasket on a seven series you might you might spend seven hundred to a thousand bucks for parts and labor. But that's not that, that's more common than um, anything else or not. Well, and let me ask you: Has it been any? Has it been overheated at all in the last two years? No. Okay. Then then the your question is a valid question, and that's what is it and what caused it. But we can't tell you what caused it till we know what it is. I understand. I'm 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 guessing it's not likely it's going to be a major thing. I'm guessing we're we're sucking oil off some from some place that we shouldn't be, and I think the process just has to happen. We just have to identify which cylinder. Now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull the plugs out and we're gonna find cylinder six. So then we're gonna take the cylinders on either side of it. We're gonna pull the plugs out of it and look at them. Then we're gonna drop a camera down in there and we're gonna look at the top of the piston. Oh boy, this one's all carboned up, but the one on the left, clean as a whistle, the one on the right, clean as a whistle. Ooh, we're on the cylinder. We're we got we're 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 focused in now. So at this particular point we're gonna run a compression test on the one on the left, the compression test on the subject cylinder, and a compression test on the one on the right. Then we're gonna add oil, maybe half an ounce of oil to each hole, and we're gonna run the compression test again. If the compression test on the subject cylinder comes up with oil, then we know I have a ring problem. If it doesn't change at all, then we don't have a ring problem. <laughs> so then we're going to add air into that cylinder when we know the valves are closed. And when we do the air into the cylinder, we're going to listen intently to where the oil cap is. So if we inject air into the cylinder and we hear air coming out of the oil passageway, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> and now we have to say, okay, that's what we kind of wanted to hear. That's a whole lot better. Now we're going to focus on where is the air from the cylinder getting into um, the intake system. In that case, the intake valve would be open. We'd be pressurizing the intake system, and we'd be hearing air coming out. We shouldn't typically see hear that. So those are and I'm, I'm describing in general the process, but there's a protocol and there's a process, and the diagnostic on that could cost you, I'm going to give you hour, an hour. It could cost you two to three hours at whatever their labor rate is from 100 to $150 an hour. It could cost you that to just find it, and then they'll prepare an estimate for you. But that's, um, do, you, do, you, do you have a shop that you normally deal with? Who would you recommend? You um, seem to be totally aware of uh, what's out there. Okay, if you're gonna, if you live north, um, I think you are really best served by Action Auto Repair because he has a BMW certified technician. If you live north, if you live south, I'm going to send you to Stellar Air Park in Chandler, and you're going to go to Buyer Motor Works, which is BMW is the acronym for BMW. And both of those guys specialize in BMWs, and both of those guys are capable of fixing your car at diagnosing, bidding, and repairing your car. All so, right. Buyer Motor Works to the south, Action Auto to the north. Thank you very much. You want phone numbers real quick because they're in front of me? Yeah, please. All right, Buyer is 
9449 Action Auto. I got to stand up because my glasses are kind of dirty. I'm walking around here to the map. Action Auto is 623-582-2982. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, let me know what happens on that, okay? I'd be interested in how close I guessed, okay? All right. Thank you very much. All right, Harry, how are you today, buddy? How are you, Mark? Good show today. I'm, hey, uh, you were talking about spark plugs, you know, and uh, the mileage and stuff like that. Uh, I had mine replaced to like about 70. Uh, the reason being, I know you had uh, uh, talked in the past about age, how long they'd been in there. And my particular vehicle, they'd been in there like 12 years. So I went ahead and had them replaced. No problem getting them in or out or whatever. But uh, And when they brought them out, they said they looked you know, pretty good and everything. So I thought, well. So, You're right. I, I've said before that um, it seems that the plugs we have to jackhammer out are oftentimes imports and Fords, and I'm not beating them up unnecessarily. The idea is is that I really hate to see you drive in at 110, 120, 130 with the original plugs because they're at 125,000 miles you've been around the wor world five times, and I'm real concerned that when I bring the plug spark plug out, I'm going to bring the threads with it, and we've just gone from what might have be a two or three hundred dollar bill to a two to three thousand dollar bill. And so I want to kind of go in there a little bit early, and I'm real happy now. The difference between you and everybody else is, is you're sitting there at seventy thousand miles with twelve years, right? And most people aren't going to be in that category. The twelve years bothers me much more than the seventy thousand miles bothers me. Right. So if I take those independent of one another at 12 years, I'm not quite sure we're not going to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation before I ever open the hood. But <laughs> no. at 70,000 miles in six years or five years, I'm worried. Uh, the 70, I would have said to you, Harry, I'd go to 80 or 90 or 95 and then do it. That's what I would have said to you. But the 12 years means that your wife isn't driving your truck as much as she should, <laughs> and, uh, and you're not letting her, so that means you're stingy. Well, it was her car. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm trying to get you in as much trouble as I, I can. I know you are. I'm trying to, I'm trying to deflect it as much as I can, too. <laughs> hey, I got another question, too. I'm glad you brought up the Honda deal. I have a Honda. And uh, I'm not real happy with the outfit I bought it from. And, uh, I'm going to have to probably email you to find out who it was for sure. Okay. I'm kind of, you know, it's, I just had, in fact, I took it over to Kurtz to have my uh, first oil change. Uh, and uh, looking in the manual, I know it says something about valve adjustments, too, but it says basically they're going to be looking at it as needed if there's any noise or whatever. Because I know a lot of times the first valve adjustment on the engine is really. Well, he here's, here's the issue. Remember symptoms, right? Right. right. If the valves are loose, they're what's the play. symptom? What's the symptom? I'm asking you. Clicking. Clicking. You're right. And clicking that will change when the engine's hot or cold. And if the valves are too tight, what's the symptom? Well, I imagine you're going to be getting some missing or low performance. Backfiring. Backfiring. All right. The valve's too tight. It's holding the valve right. open, which means that when the explosion occurs, we're going to have a backfire through the tailpipe or through the air induction system. So if if there is specific symptoms for valve adjustments. Now, another valve adjustment would be that we have, you talked about an engine miss. We have a constant engine miss w with no, no related noise because the valve is too tight. 
all the way through the range from idle all the way up to you know uh, four or five thousand rpm and and during that period of time we have the same miss but it's directly related to the rpm so down at idle it's da 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 but up at 70 miles an hour it's seamless so it, there are specific reasons to adjust the valves and i got to tell you there's people that come in and you know why want my valves adjusted and I, I i follow up with the text on where were we at and he'll say something like there was a couple of them that i probably adjusted one or two thousands let me give you an idea of, of a thousandth of an inch how thick is the hair on your head well it depends on how old you are all right well you give me <laughs> you give me yours <laughs> the answer is is two to three thousandths so if he's adjusting a valve and maybe he's making it a little tighter or a little looser by two thousands we're not talking about a whole lot of distance here so that's that's the way i feel yeah. well i had a vita air cool vw engine that's time, different yeah, that's yeah, different because the, the temperature on that varies much wider wow. than the temperature on today's cars. Well, it doesn't seem to be making any noise. It's not backfiring or anything like that. It's only got 4,000 miles on it. Right? Yeah, you're way too early. If I were going to do a valve, if I was going to do a, an adjustment on that, first of all, I'd look at the the manual. And I think typically manuals call for them somewhere around 60 to 90 or 50 to 90. I'll open that up just a tad. 50 to 90,000. But again, symptoms. No clicking, no backfiring. And here's the real key. A smooth, seamless idle. Yeah. There's no way your valves can be either too tight or too loose, and you have a perfectly smooth, seamless. Get your wife to take, grab the beer out of her hand and put it on the hood of the car, start the car up, put it in drive, and watch the ripples of the beer. If the ripples are just barely discernible, then that idle is good. All right. All right, Dave. Thanks a lot, Mark. You bet. Appreciate Thank you, Harry. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, and we'll be back right after this. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. 
The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. Okay, so just type the job website address here. That's it. Then you enter what job you're looking for there. Electrician. This is Peter. Recently, he got help going on the Internet for the first time to look for a new job. Okay. Then you just hit search and... In the past, Peter's gotten work through people he knew, but he heard there were more jobs online. There we go. These are all for me? Uh-huh. Really? He had no idea just how many. I can't believe it. This one looks good. Peter is thinking the internet might be for him after all. And this is just one website. Wow. Why didn't I do this sooner? See what the internet can help you do at everyoneon.org or call 1-855-387-9166 to find a free training class near you. Brought to you by Connect to Compete and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I want to tell you real quick about quality transmission because there's two transmission shops, three transmission shops in the Valley that I put my name on. Quality is certainly one of them, and he handles the entire East Valley. Quality's been around for a very long time. Quality, 1977 to be specific. They don't have different grades of repairs. You always get their best effort both in diagnostic and the repair and the verification that the repair fixed your symptom. Those are important stopping points for every garage. 90% of quality transmissions business is for repeat customers. And like a lot of other transmission shops, they're not going into the auto repair general arena. They're sticking what they do the best at, and that's transmission work, automatics and standards transfer cases, differentials, stuff like that. So you find lots of shops, because they're making transmissions better, lots of shops are going into other aspects of car repair. That's okay with me. It's just that they just don't make enough money on the transmissions. But Quality says, you know what? We're good at it, and we'll stay right here. So that's Quality Transmission. They're on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. Real quick, BMW is attempting to settle a Federal Trade Commission charge that it illegally made warranties conditionals on consumers having oil changes performed at its authorized service centers. BMW violated the tie-in provision of the Magnuson-Moss Act, and Magnuson-Moss is a name I use all the time, because in the many vehicles, many 
of Mini Cooper vehicles in the owner's manual in 2012, it said, quote, only Mini dealers are to perform oil changes lest the four-year 50,000 limited warranty would be rejected. Folks, that's against the law. You can't do that. When you see that or hear that from a, a car manufacturer, that's against the law. So it says, it is against the law, this is a quote now from the Consumer Protection Division, it's against the law for a dealer to refuse to honor a warranty just because someone else did maintenance or repairs on the car. As a result of this order, BMW will change its practices and give many Cooper owners information about their rights to use a third-party service. And the Automotive Oil Change Association went crazy. But this started way back when Toyota told everybody they had to use Toyota oil filters. Even though there's no such factory that makes a Toyota oil filter, that's what they said. To this day, folks, to this day, I still have legal cases where they ask for my opinion because a dealer in another state voided the warranty on a 10,000 mile new car because it had a Purolator filter on it instead of a Kia or a Hyundai filter on it and in reality once the legal beagles got involved that dealer rolled over faster than a hound dog full of ticks and threw his arms up and said we surrender we'll put a new engine in this car under warranty you, they can't do that. They can't dictate that they can do the only oil changes. That eliminates the do-it-yourselfer. They can't say that you can't use a third party. You can use anybody you want to do your oil changes, and that cannot and will not affect your warranty. Just thought I'd pass that on. Art, good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you? Wondering, can you tell me the results of how the engine will run if I accidentally put the timing belt in opposite of the way I took it off? It it probably won't run, and you run a tremendous risk of bending all the valves. Even though I just flipped it around, the outside edge is now on the inside, the inside edge is now on the outside? Okay, okay, I understand. Why did you do that? Oh, I forgot the market when I pulled it off. <laughs> okay, but but how if you are perfectly convinced if you are 100% convinced that the belt is exactly on the same pulleys in the same area then what you do is pull the spark plugs out of it and you manually rotate the engine all the way around about 6 times and if you get to a point where the engine stops and sticks then you just saved yourself a lot of money because the valve is open and the piston's hitting it and it won't crank past that. But if you hit the key with the starter, if you if you hit the starter with the key, we'll, it'll bend valves with no problem. Yeah, I've been running this car for a couple of weeks now, so I just got a noise and I'm just trying to figure out what the noise is. Uh, sounds like a, uh, a fan belt noise. When I first started up, after about 13 seconds, a minute, it goes away. Well, does it have a spring-loaded tensioner or an oil-fed yeah, temperature? Spring-loaded tensioner. Okay. Could it be that the tensioner is worn out? Well, I put a new tensioner in it, in it which came with a new spring. Um, what I did have, an old tensioner before that, that the spring had broke, and I didn't change the belt when I had it off when I maybe should have, but the belt only had a couple of thousand miles on it, so okay. I thought it would be all right. Can you, you can hear this noise when it's cold in the morning? Do you think you can feel it? Well, 
I've gotten down in front of the motor trying to figure out where it's come from, and it sounds like it's up around the uh, water pump area. Okay. Well, what you need to do is, is you need to get a long screwdriver and touch the cover with the motor running and obviously keep the doggone screwdriver out of the fan belts. Another thing you can do is, is tomorrow morning, take the fan belts off of it and just start it up with just the timing belt running. That way there are no fan belts and you can touch the outside of the timing cover with your screwdriver 180, 360 degrees. And I'm quite sure you'll be able to feel the noise. And I'm pretty uh -huh. sure you can feel the noise and you can feel when it's there and when you can feel when it goes away. But if you're going to run it without the cooling system, which is effectively without the fan belts, then don't let it get warm, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck to you, Art. Helping you out, even the do-it-yourselfers, I'm more than happy to do that because we're all in this in, in this together. And I'm going to write down Art for a timing belt noise. And if you have any questions, the lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The Magnuson-Moss Act which is a federal act that just basically says that, and it, and actually I'll tell you who else did this, was the vacuum cleaner manufacturers. They said if you had a Hoover, you had to buy Hoover bags, and now today we know we can buy bags at Lowe's and Home Depot for any vacuum that you have. So that's really what it's all about. This tie-in is really something that um, kind of drives everybody crazy because you can't have a tie-in. Um, it's it's not uncommon for us to hear people say that I've been told I have to have Honda parts for my Hondas or my Toyota parts for my Toyotas or BMW parts for my BMW. But but I'm telling you that the parts on your car were made by somebody else and they're not related. They're just put in a BMW box, put in a Honda box, put in a Toyota box. I, I'm telling you today, the Motorcraft oil is made by Kendall. It's Kendall oil in a Motorcraft bottle. The Honda oil is a Kendall oil in a Honda bottle. That's for the next two years. And then after that, they'll rebid it with somebody else, maybe Castrol or Valvoline or Syntec um, or, you know, any of the other motor oil companies in the world. They'll just bid it and say, you know, this is our bottle, and you put your oil in our bottle, and we'll do it. That brings up another good point that I'll cover in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Over 60 million viewers have tuned in through four GOP debates, and the fifth one may be the biggest yet. We want you to join us in partnership with Desert Gold Exchange for a free one-of-a-kind GOP debate viewing party experience 
December 15th at Studio Movie Grill. Purchase gourmet food, beverages, and enjoy exclusive commentary and analysis during the debate as Maricopa County Attorney Bill Montgomery and 960 The Patriots' Seth Liebson play host. Doors open at 6 p.m. with the debate starting at 7. Weigh in on who won and who lost the debate. It's big issues on the big screen. Brought to you by Desert Gold Exchange, December 15th at 6 p.m. at Studio Movie Grill in Scottsdale. Plus, we're taking toy donations to help Mentor Kids USA for this Christmas, providing a future and a hope for youth. Get your free tickets and event info at 960thepatriot.com. That's 960thepatriot.com. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying, right? Right now, listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, Welcome back, everybody. You know, every time I hear a commercial that talks about Feed the Pig, I laugh. I don't know why they thought that that would be a good marketing thing. It makes me laugh, and I do pay attention, but... Feed the pig, feed the pig, feed the pig. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably not something we'd use in car repair. <laughs> wow. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service. They've been around since 1972. IMM Auto Service prioritizes your work, but more important than anything else is they work on cars that nobody else wants to work on. And why? Because they're really good. They have the correct scanners. They have the correct information. They have the correct databases. They have the correct repair procedures for Saabs, Volvos, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. So they're in the northeast quadrant of Tempe, just west of the 101, south of the 202, that big old cross intersection right there. But IMM Auto Service is something that you should write down if you own a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or Alfa Romeo, they actually work on all kinds of domestic and imports, but they specialize. 
in Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. That's IMM Auto Service. Michael, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Love your show. It's been part of my Saturday mornings for years. I can't imagine what I would do not listening to it in my garage every Saturday morning. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I have a 93 BMW. I've owned it since new. I drove it out of the factory. Um, When I start that car now, it's got 147,000 miles on it. Easy miles. I mean, I don't beat up this car. It's got a little 1.8 liter um, engine in it. When I start the car now, and this has been going on for a year with the air conditioner on, the um, the idle sounds like this, mm, 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 up and down. It'll it'll fluctuate, and it's usually at 800. So it'll go, it'll drop down to about 700. It'll jump up to about 900, down to 700. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I understand. I'm fluctuating idle. You said something that keys that hit me good with the air conditioning on. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you turn the air off, does it do it? No. Okay, that's a piece of cake. The air conditioning compressor is cycling. The question is, is why? Now, it could be because of the weather. It could be that you have this, the, the, the temperature at 60, and it and when it starts up, it sees 60 or 62, and it shuts off. And it sees 59, it turns back on. But that's nothing. If you didn't have any problem with the air conditioning this last summer, and you were I happy didn't. with the way it blew cold, what are you doing starting with the air conditioning when the mornings are 40 degrees? Um. Well... <laughs> I, I don't think it's 40 degrees in the height of the summer, but okay. but now I turn the air conditioner off when I start to cry. I wait right. for the idle to, to stabilize, then I turn the air conditioner on. All I never right. thought it was much of an issue. It It isn't. It's not any money I'd spend on it. I can tell you that much. But if it were my car, I'd hook up some gauges to it, and I'd watch the low side. And if, and the low side usually has a low-pressure switch that's going to kick it off somewhere around 20, 20 to 30 pounds. Uh, 20 pounds, give or take five, let's say. So 25 to 15 pounds. So if I saw it drop down and kick off and then come up and kick off and come up and kick off and come up, I'd probably throw a little bit of refrigerant in it. However, it's better for you to just pull it all out, measure it, weigh it, and put exactly the amount back in. It's more likely that that, which is about a 75 to $125 service, suck it out, clean it, weigh it. It's 17 and a half ounces your car holds 25 ounces so we're going to put your 17 and a half back in we're going to make the rest of it up with new virgin product and we're going to put you at 25 ounces boom you're done the next morning everything's fine but this is not something you need to spend a bunch of money on no and i never would i mean listen i do the work on this car but thanks for that tip that's what i'm going to be doing okay all right thank Thank you very much you betcha mark you're up next how are you hey good thanks mark Hey, listen, uh, like the previous caller, I bought a uh, 98 Trans Am when it was brand new. I jumped a curb to miss an accident and bent um, the lower uh, lower control arm on the right. Mm-hmm. So I had the insurance company replace upper and lower control arms, spindles, springs, struts, everything on both sides. Ever since then, I've had a pretty nasty vibration between 45 and 50 miles an hour. I've headed over to Mike's Auto Tech, and they've done the alignments and checked the, the frame, and um, nobody can figure out what's causing it. What's really unusual is if the road's wet, the steering vibration is so bad at that speed that you can't drive the car. You've got to get off the road. All right, we need to talk about the vibration. The vibration is the seat of your pants, the whole car, the steering wheel left and right. Tell me. Well, it feels like the whole front end of the car. The steering wheel shakes, and then, of course, you, you can... It seems like you can physically see the front of the car shaking too from left to right. Okay, all right. Well, that that's 
that's on a 1 to 10 scale, that's a 5 or a 4. Um, here, here's what I want you to do. Have you worked on this car yourself? Yeah, I've done a little okay, thing. Okay, good. I want you to crawl underneath the front, make sure your wife loves you, make sure that she's <laughs> not going to take advantage of it and run over your stupid head. Um, this is something I don't practice with my wife, by the way. <laughs> so you're laying underneath the front of the car, and you're going to see the pitman arm coming off the steering box, and it's going to attach to the center link, and the center link's going to attach to the tie rod ends, and the tie rod ends are going to attach to both front tires. If they did the upper and lower control arms and all that kind of stuff, they probably didn't do anything on the front end. As far as the steering's concerned, they worked on the suspension, but not the steering. Exactly. She's going to start in the car. She's going to start the car up. Parking brake is on and she's going to have verbal communications with you. She's going to put her hand at 12 o'clock on the steering wheel, and she's going to go left the width of her hand, which is about 4 inches, Okay. and then straight, and then to the right, and straight. I want you to put your two hands, I want you to watch every joint that's moving, and put your two hands on the two, put just a finger on two separate parts of the joint. And I want to make sure that both of those pieces are moving in complete synchronization. I don't want any delay. So I don't want the tie rod end to begin to move on the top and the, and the, and the tie rod uh, opposing part of the tie rod doesn't move and then all of a sudden it does because you have a delayed steering somewhere and this is something you should be able to feel and see. Just the other day, um, I was out in the shop, and uh, Adam comes over, and he says, um, I'm going to check this Ford truck out. The guy's complaining that it's wandering. And I said, sure. I said, I'll shake the steering wheel for you. So I got inside the truck, and he crawls underneath the front. It's a big, lifted, black four, Ford four-wheel drive. And it has AAA stickers all over it where it's been towed a lot, if you don't mind me throwing that in there. Yeah. And um, he gets underneath it, and I'm shaking the steering wheel to the left, center, to the right, center. He goes, okay, thank you. And I go, what would you find? He goes, the pitman arm nut is, is half off. And I go, you're kidding. Let me see. So I crawl underneath there, and you can see that the steering shaft is moving, but the arm's not moving. Then it catches the arm. Then you go backwards the other way. The steering shaft will move, but the, then, then it'll catch the arm. He tightens up the nut, and I say, you're going to put a double nut on there? He goes, no, I'm just going to use some Loctite. And I say, okay, fine. You can check the alignment. He goes, yeah, okay, we're done. Literally, it took him and I together 30 seconds to diagnose that truck. Wow. So you're, you, you, you need um, uh, – this is kind of hard for me because I don't do this very often, but I'm really the guy for your car. Yeah, no, I actually called about a couple months ago. I wanted to try to time it so I could get it down there when it rained, but it sounds like you've already got a good idea. No, I'm not worried about that. I just need you to come, and I want you to talk to Eddie, my shop foreman, and I want you to take him for a ride. And my son, Alan, is on vacation. My son, Alan, is the king of vibrations, but Eddie is really good. He's a master tech, and he's been with me for 26, 27 years. And he's my right-hand guy. He's my shop foreman. He's not going to fix your car, but he's going to supervise the diagnosis and the repair of your car. And you don't pay for him. I do. So I'm, I'm really good at what you're talking about. And your old, your old car will fit in with all the old cars I got right now. I, uh, I think that's probably a better approach in trying to uh, make sure that the two of us, the wife and me, communicate <laughs> effectively while I'm under the car. <laughs> I think that's a much better approach. So. Yeah, I, I got you, buddy. I got you, guys. Okay. I, all right, thanks a lot, buddy. I'll call you Monday. Thank all right, thank you, Jamie. You hang on, Steve and Jim. You guys are one, two, three. We'll be right back. Hugh Hewitt reacts to the president's lackluster response to terrorist threats. Now, over at at pro Obama websites like Talking Point Memo, TPM News, there are headlines. Ignore the freak out. Here's what Obama really said about quote America winning, and they're attempting to contextualize away. 
his entire set of remarks today. It's an indictment of his ideology. The Hugh Hewitt Show, afternoons at 4, right before Mark Levin at 7, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. According to an old saying, a politician looks to the next election, but a statesman concentrates on the next generation. Unfortunately, several Republican presidential candidates seem as though they don't even consider the next election, the November contest in which the party must unite to beat Hillary Clinton. John Kasich's campaign released a loathsome ad implicitly comparing Donald Trump to Hitler. Meanwhile, the Donald himself compared Ben Carson to a child molester and called him a sick puppy. So how can he expect Carson to campaign with him in November? Ted Cruz regularly assaults leaders of his own party as rhinos and liars, insisting all who back any sort of immigration reform actually favor amnesty. Candidates who try to win the nomination by trashing their rivals and splitting the party offer a path to sure defeat in 2016. I'm Michael Medved. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, I want to tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange, who's been in the Valley since 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission experts. They know how to diagnose transmissions and repair transmissions, and even more important than that, he can build you a transmission to hold back your 1,000-horsepower VW motor or your LT1 or your LS7 or your big V8 Chevrolet or Toyota. He can build you a transmission to hold back that monster. You have to talk to Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange. He's on 40th Street in Washington. He's been there for a very long time, and he's open on Saturdays from 8 to 2 for your convenience. Jamie, you're up next. How can I help you? Mark, I think I need you to console me. Okay. <laughs> Back in August, uh, I brought my 2007 Kia Rio 
and to get the timing belt changed out, and it had 80,000 miles on it. And the mechanic called me when he was in the midst of it, and he says, hey, do you want me to change out your water pump? It's not leaking. And I, I was like, nah, just go ahead and leave it. But since then, I've kind of did some research on it. There's some schools of thought that say that you should change out your water pump whenever you change out your timing belt. And my question is, is what kind of mileage, how long are they designed to last? It's, that's not it. The issue is, is you're going to pay the same labor again which is three, four, five hours, three, four, five hundred dollars. If it's a hundred an hour, none of us are at a hundred an hour. We're all above that. So it's risk and reward on the dollar side. No one can tell you when your water pump's going to go bad. I can tell you that all the water pumps we replace are north of 60,000 miles. That's it. I can, it's the best I can do. Okay. I got people that go 150 for their first water pump. I got people that do 60 for their first water pump. The issue is, is he was wrong in Mark Salem's opinion to wait until after I have it apart. That suggests to me some devious crap I can't handle. That should have been a conversation at the very beginning. Hey, I'm taking the upper and the lower hose off that thing. I'm taking all the fan belts off that thing at 60,000 miles. I'm taking this, I'm doing this, and the water pump is staring me at the face and it's $20 to do plus the pump while I'm there. So I want to do the tensioner. I want to do the idler pulleys. I want to use the. Ra- I want to do the rails if there are rails. I want to do all of that because if you go back individually, your labor bill is going to be three and four times what it is now. So let me do everything while I'm there. Let me, the upper and lower hoses is just going to cost you for the hoses. I, you already paying me to take them off and putting them on. It doesn't make any difference if I take the old one off and put a new one on. The cost of the new one is the only difference. So it's too late now, but right. for, for, from this point on, ask those questions and, and deal with somebody who's going to have that conversation before you, we open the hood on your car. The other question I had is when that uh, water starts coming out that weep hole, how long do you have to change it out before it really starts to... It's what you do is grab, well, you can't in your case. Um, well, you you might be able to. The water pump probably comes through the cover, and there's probably a pulley to drive it. Or it could be driven by the timing belt on your key, and I can't really think of that. But a lot of times, when you start getting green coolant on the ground, it's the center of the vehicle's engine compartment, whether it's on the passenger side or driver's side. I would certainly wait no longer than probably two weeks to a month. I certainly wouldn't go past a month, and I wouldn't take it out of town either. I'd be close to a tow truck. Okay? Thank you, Jamie. Good luck to you, buddy. Steve, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, this is Steve. Um, I talked to you back uh, in the spring. Got a 87 Corvette engine in my 58 Corvette, and uh, it's I rebuilt it. Uh, didn't do the machining myself. At the time I talked to you last uh, spring, you I was concerned about oil leaks uh, okay. with no evidence of oil, oil okay. consumption, I should say. You made a bunch of suggestions, one of which I have implemented because I've been, uh, I was going all summer. So I come back after the summer, start the car up, and I have a large um, coolant leak coming from around the number two cylinder. Okay. Uh, shut it off, think, well, it's time to do what Mark said and dig into this problem. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to hurry on this, but are you talking about a head bolt in the number two cylinder? Are you talking about the intake gasket at the number two cylinder, or is it the exhaust, or what? The head gasket. Oh, the head gasket. Okay, okay. That's where I I could identify it coming from. Okay. My question is pretty simple. Uh, Next time I went to uh, start it up, which wasn't too long after that, no more leak. 
Um, I so pulled. Okay, go ahead. Just curious, what the heck? I, I've got to do some work to figure out the oil consumption issue, but uh, you have any clue what the heck would uh, leak one moment and then uh, a couple days later not? Okay, we've had that same problem with the second cylinder back on the driver's side, and sometimes the head is cracked by the where the where, where some external head bolts are. Or sometimes it's cracked near the spark plug itself, where the spark plug screws in. So the easiest way to do is get a pressure tester and put it on there and pump it up about two pounds over the cap pressure. If the cap says 14, take it up to 16. And and if you found it when it was cold, we need to do this test when the engine's cold, and you need to do it every morning. And you need to find out exactly where it's leaking. And after you put pressure on it, you'll be able to see exactly where it's leaking. So is the head broken or whatever? You can pull the valve cover on it and put a torque wrench on all the head bolts. You might find a broken head bolt. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to pull the head anyway to get the broken part out of the block. But you, you're going to know right then that that water leak came because that head bolt broke and allowed the coolant to go through that area. So you're going to have to do a little bit of examination. But I think the valve cover comes off, and I think you put a wrench on all the head bolts. And I think you might find a broken one, or it's never too late to put the pressure tester on it and identify the leak. But mark at marksalem.com, and I'll, I'll continue this conversation with you as long as you want. Mark at marksalem.com. Jim, you're up next. Uh, yeah, I was concerned a little bit because I got a 2009 uh, Pontiac Vibe, so I know it's an import. Okay. I need to have my, I guess, my spark plugs changed. Okay. Do I need to have them say, hey, tell me first if it's going to maybe break the threads, or what do, what do you do when not, you first come in? Not on your Vibe. How many miles are on it? About 97,000. Okay, not on your Vibe, but I think you open the conversation by saying, have you had any problem with the Pontiac Vibe with respect to getting the plugs in and out without damaging the threads? Okay. And if, he look, and if it's a gray-haired guy and he looks you in the eye and he goes, sir, I've, I've done a few of those, and, and, and no, we're not. Those are typically related <laughs> to Fords and some other cars. And, oh. then, and, and you say, okay, well, thank you very much. If there's a problem, I want to know early. So I don't want you to call me and say, I jackhammered the spark plug out with a big old jackhammer, and now we have a broken head and a screwed up head. I'd really like you to call me and say, hey, this one's stuck. What do you? Let's discuss the options. That's what you said uh, to me. Okay, that's what I do. And then one real quick. Okay. I had the transmission oil changed at like sixty thousand. Okay. When's the next real time to do it? Because the guy's telling me like uh, you know at one hundred and twenty. Is that right? I, I agree. If you're going to do it at sixty, your next stopping point would be one twenty. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. You betcha. Appreciate and it. Nice betcha. to know. <laughs> All righty, Bill, you're up next. How can I help you? Okay, I got a two thousand Ford pickup F one fifty, seventy nine thousand actual miles on it. My problem is only in the morning. I start up, I get leave the house, I get the traffic light. You know, it, it, t- it takes too long to change the light. The damn engine starts shaking, wants to die. I put it in neutral. Then when the light changes, I put it in drive and take off. It'll keep doing that until I get about two two miles on. The engine heats up, heats up, then it's okay. Okay. The question's going to be: Do we have an ignition malfunction with the wire or a spark plug? Or, I, ch- I, I change the spark plugs, the boots, the air cleaner, fuel filter. Okay. Uh, the la- last Sunday, I sprayed the what do you call it, the airflow sensor. It was yeah. like it was like the next day, then it started back up again. Then I had the either okay. what do you call oh, it? I it doesn't, been, Bill. It doesn't make any difference what you've done. If we still have the problem, none of that makes any difference. Okay. It's it's spark or fuel, and someone yeah. has to put a scanner on it, and somebody has to look and watch the spark and fuel systems. So you can say to me that I've replaced everything north of the equator on this Ford motor, but I still have the problem. We're not, we're not any closer to the fix. 
So guessing you've already spent far more money than I would have charged you to tell you exactly what's wrong with your truck. So it's important. Maybe the EGR valve is sticking open and it shouldn't. Maybe one of the injectors is leaking too much fuel and after it warms up then it, it starts working right. Maybe even though you put all the spark plugs and spark plug wires on it, did you look at the coil over ignition? Did you look at some of the components to make sure, do you know what carbon tracking looks like? Do you know what it looks like when a spark plug has a misfire? Do you know, did you read the spark plugs? Did you look at each one of them and say, ooh, this one looks different than the rest? All of that is part of the process. But in your particular case, it's going to be a spark problem or a fuel problem, and someone has to figure out, may I, may I properly suggest to you that you, hire, you show someone what it's doing, you park the car in their parking lot, then you come over the next morning, you take their technician and say, I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. I, I hug customers for that kind of, of cooperation, and you're going to probably spend $75 to $125 for diagnostics. Richard, you're up next. How can I help you, Richard? For taking my call, Mark. Uh, got an 09 Toyota Avalon. Uh, just had upper and lower bushings put in the front end. Uh, before driving the vehicle home, they told me that the, the low tire light on, that they cannot get the light out because they don't have the equipment to do that. Okay. Uh, they said probably Toyota would do that went to Toyota and the guy he went around to four tires or five tires including the one in the trunk and he couldn't get the code to go off of the dashboard showing the tire light so he says I'd have to schedule an appointment to get it done okay we have to hurry uh, should the and the guy that fixed my car in the first place says it's not their problem but yet I didn't have the problem when I went in okay good question Here's the answer to your question. Once you find out what the problem is, everyone will know whose fault it is. Once you find the problem, everyone will know whose fault it is. So in the case of a broken valve stem, then if there's a broken valve stem, it's his fault. More than likely, it's his fault. If it's a transistor or a transmitter inside one of the wheels that's gone bad, there's no way you can go inside the tire and the wheel, damage it, and get out without showing signs. So that would be a coincidence. So it depends on what it is. Real quick, um, I was in a legal case the other day, and the expert on the other side said that any car greater than 100,000 miles is typically, and I'm going to synopsize, typically undependable and unsafe. So I looked in my, in my, in my software, and I have 54,739 cars in the fleet that I service. 17,414 of them have more than 100,000 miles. So 32% of my customers, according to this other expert, you're driving cars that are unsafe and unhealthy for you. And I think that's quite BS if I tell you myself. Anyway, mark at marksalem.com is my email. I'll continue this conversation later. Thank you. Bye.